Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. We exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. We're back at it here, a verse-by-verse edition with Dr. R.B. Maynard. And still to this day, a little bit of controversy. Occasionally, I come across with people regarding that name, Dr. R.B. Well, I don't know what the controversy is. Yeah, I know. One guy's like, wait, uh, I talked to you yesterday. He's like, is he really a doctor? I'm like, yes, he has a certificate. I do. He I, has a certificate. I what told, else do you want? I just told somebody that the other day. It is official. <laughs> and they're official. like, and he's like, well, someone told me, no, he's not really a doctor. That's just a thing. No, he has a certificate. I, yes. And it's it was signed. Like, it was authorized <laughs> by my pastor. So, That's right. I mean, it's real. Yeah, I'm the president of the board of Grace Point. I have the power and authority to do things like that. So right. Dr. R.B. Maynard, we're getting at it here. Uh, we're heading into the summer season. We, as our local church, I'm getting super hyped up for Christian Wrestling Federation that's coming to our church. Yeah. So I'm training. I'm going to miss it. Yeah, I'm, I'm training, getting ready to go, ready to do whatever needs to be done that night. If I got to, whatever, my body, it could, it could change my life. That could alter my, my quality of life, right? Because you could that be, night you could be laying in a bed for the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, but I I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. I know. I understand that. I counted the cost, like uh-huh. the Bible says, uh-huh. and I'm ready to do it for my man Kelly Stevens, aka Leckley Shepherds, and for Jesus. So here we go. We're gonna get in the Word. I had my little. Uh, I, I couldn't. Man, I felt so bad last night. All last night when I went home, I realized in my preaching, you know, I was like crisscrossing Bible stories. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you um, notice that I was doing that? You know that? what? I did not notice <laughs> until you said something. I was just like, yeah, yeah. You know, it's kind of like uh, yeah. the old questions like uh, uh, how many how many uh, animals did Moses take on the ark? And people are like, yeah. well, two. No, Moses didn't take any on the ark, you know. So. Well, I mean, the, and the, uh, the, the, there are stories. I was talking about Daniel mm-hmm. and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, which I crisscrossed yeah. the fiery furnace and Daniel and the lion's den. But they are connected. Right. They're right. Their stories and their lives are technically intertwined. So it's about anyway. somebody that refused to bow down. So yeah, I mean, it's see, I was preaching. So that's the goal. The odd, that, see, that's what you can do. You preach so good that you can lie to the audience right. and have them mm-hmm. completely fooled. Yep, you're a salesman. <laughs> that's what a salesman can do. That's can right. Lie about the product. So. <laughs> All right. Well, we're not going to lie today. We're right. in the Bible, First Kings. Where are we at, Doctor Arby? Uh, actually, Second Kings. Oh, Second Kings. Two. I'm sorry. Se- I just I randomly opened my Bible. Chapter two. So okay. Okay. Talk about uh, mixing people up. You know, these stories of Elijah and Elisha, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I don't know how many times I've probably mispronounced and got the wrong guy at the wrong time. But, but anyway, this is still, well, this is both of them involved here. It says, when the Lord uh, was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind, Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, stay here. The Lord has sent me to Bethel. But Elisha said, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. So this is, you know, Elijah knows pretty much what's going to happen. Elisha knows what's going to happen. And by, as you read on this story, the other prophets knew what was going to happen. I mean, they were all, I don't know whether everyone as far as the general public knew, but at least those three well, two individuals and, and then the group of prophets knew what was about to happen. And so, you know, staying at Gilgal. So this story is really about, it's not going to be about a death. Because if you know this story, there's been lots of sermons preached out of this passage with Elijah going up to heaven in a whirlwind. And, but it, it, technically, it's, it's like a death. 
It's like if the Lord came along and said, uh, you have three days, and so get your house in order, you know, do what you've got to do. And, of course, that question's always been asked. If you knew mm-hmm. that you only had so many days or so many hours to live, what would you do, you know? And, and that's kind of the case here. Even though he's going to be taken up in a whirlwind, it's still like a death. He's going to be gone from us. You know, if, if uh, Kelly Stevens had been taken in a whirlwind as opposed to death, yeah, that would have been more exciting. And, but you know what? Belinda still would have grieved. Yeah, right. She still would have missed him <laughs> regardless of how it happened. The end result is still the same. Right, right. So, so anyway, they all knew. And, and staying at Gilgal... You know, you would have thought uh, it could have been a good thing. Just why not just stay there until the Lord? Because he hasn't really said in three days, 37 minutes and 55 seconds, I'm going to take you to heaven. And and Gilgal, uh, it's the first place that they camped after they crossed the Jordan. Um, it was holy and greatly revered. So this is a, a holy place. It's like you could have just said, I'm going to stay here. I kind of wrote, kind of like the Assembly of God headquarters in Springfield. Oh, it's holy and revered. There you go. Let's let's get back in good graces. Yeah, we, better, with the... we better move right along. But, uh, <laughs> National office. Yeah, but there was... I, I didn't get I didn't get in trouble at district council, so I was okay. just glad. <laughs> Sometimes you might be during glad. a business meeting. Our next item agenda. There is yeah. a pastor <laughs> Jeremiah Johnson is. Uh huh. Well, it's not too late, <laughs> you know. But there was twelve stones that had been set up there as a memorial with the twelve tribes. The Jordan was dried up for the people to cross there. Joshua circumcised the men uh, that were born in the wilderness there. It's the site of the first tabernacle in the Holy Land. It symbolized the Torah and God's commands. Uh, it was a, would have been a great place to transfer leadership, in other words, from Elijah to Elisha. But, you know, when God, uh, this is a great lesson probably for missionaries, pastors, whoever it is, when God calls, you can look and say, well, wouldn't it be better if I just stayed here? You know, wouldn't it be better if I just lived out my last days here? And uh, why do I need to go on? But for whatever reason, God had spoken to him about moving on. And uh, and, and Elisha says, uh, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. I don't know whether this was a test by Elijah to see how faithful uh, Elisha's going to be. I don't, I don't know what all was going on, but... Um, and, and God hadn't told him exactly where he'd be taken. Uh, he had mentioned the, the uh, Jericho, but there's a school of the prophets in Gilgal, Bethel, and Jericho that were, had been established by Samuel. So this is a matter of uh, Elijah, again, if you have a last-day request. I guess I, I try to think of things that would be comparable to that. If the Lord told you you had you know, whatever, a week, a week to live. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I don't know how, what, what your response to that would be, but it could very well be, you know, I want to go back to South Carolina. I want to, I want to, there's something I want to say to the people of South Carolina. Might be good, might be bad, mm-hmm. but you know, or you might say, I want to go back there and I want to go back to Utah and I want to go back to California. Mm-hmm. I want in my last days, yeah. there's some things, <laughs> encouragement or whatever, that I want to say to those people. So, so for Elijah, there's... And there's, finally, I want you to take me to Silver Dollar City. Yeah. Roll me up to fire in the hole. 
right, right there, and, <gasps> and put in uh, put in a box of uh, buffalo wild wings. That's my, right. Yeah. <laughs> but last minute instructions, maybe to the students, and there's I think there's probably been some awesome things spoken by grandpas mm-hmm. who were who were dying, and they call the family in, and it's like, listen, kids, you know, I think God, especially when He knows you're going and there's not going to be another opportunity to speak these words. I think God could give people some profound things to say, you know, deathbed, uh, not conversion, but deathbed uh, testimony about what God's been and about faithfulness and encouragement or whatever it may be. But, you know, and, and we can ask ourselves that question, what would we do with our last moments, you know? And everybody's got, well, I'd want to spend them with my family. I'd want to spend them uh, I'd want to go start knocking on doors and telling people about Jesus because this is my last opportunity. Yeah. I want to go to church. You know, I want to die in the church building. I mean, that's my wish, you know. And then if I die in the church building, then you'll be able to just take yeah. me right up the hill <laughs> and bury me. Amen. So, in your Sunday school classroom at that cross pulpit. Yep. Yep. And they, you can use that for my uh, um, headstone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyway, verse two or verse three and four. The company of the prophets at Bethel came to Elisha and asked, "Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today?" "Yes, I know," Elisha replied. "But do not speak of it." Then Elijah said to him, "Stay here, Elisha. The Lord has sent me to Jericho." And he replied, "As surely as the Lord lives, and as you live, I will not leave you." So they went to Jericho. Uh, this, I, I wonder if these prophets are not a little bit uh, arrogant. You know, it's that we know something you don't know. You know, we know that God's going to take Elijah. Did you know that? You know, like the gossip, I want to, I think we get disappointed sometimes. Did you hear about such and so? (laughs) Yeah, I did. Oh, well, how'd you hear it? Yeah. I I was supposed to be the one to tell that. But, but, and then almost like, uh, Elisha, you're not even really a prophet. You know, we know things. But I'll bet you don't know because you're not even a real prophet, and and so and I again I don't know why Elijah's telling Elisha, don't don't go with me. You know I don't know if it's a test. I don't know if it's don't go with me because this is going to be hard. You know someone who comes to you and I know right now you have someone that's that you're mentoring, but they need to know. You know this is not all easy. Yeah. You know if. If you want me to mentor you, then you need to realize that it, some things are tough in ministry. It's not all everybody patting you on the back every day and telling you what a wonderful pastor you are. Mm-hmm. There's some some tough times, and so um, and and his last three stops, he's like, I don't want to talk about death. I you know, I'm close to Elijah. It's like you know, if, again. Same principle. If somebody came and said and told you, if God came and said you have three days left, you know, I don't know how much I'd want to talk about that or how much I'd want to be like, Pastor, I don't I don't want to talk about it. Let's just yeah. <laughs> let's just live out our last your last three days doing what we normally do. Uh, I don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And there are people like that. They don't want to uh, there's people who will never pre plan a funeral. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> They can't deal with talking about yeah, their just, own yeah, death. It's very true. So, um, and then you know maybe it's about let's not talk about that. Let's talk about the blessings of the Lord. Let's talk about how much God's done in your life. You know, let's don't talk about 
the, the three days before your death, let's talk about the good things of, of life and, and how great thing, or how much blessing you've had in your mm-hmm. life. But, um, and, and it's, this is another one of those things. I don't know that you're, I don't think you're making something out of nothing, but it's uh, the names of the towns and we know biblical, even biblical names yeah. had meaning behind mm-hmm. them. And so Gilgal, where they, where they are when he gets, when this is revealed to him that he's not going to be there is the place of beginning is what that means. Bethel, which is the next stop is the house of God or the house of prayer. Jericho is the place of battle and Jordan is the place of death. And so Mm. each one of these things, it's like, you know, you're starting at the beginnings in, in Gilgal, Bethel, back to the house of prayer, you know, where God, I'm going to go where God dealt with me the most, where God spoke mm-hmm. to me the most, the third place, the, the battles. I want to go back, you know, again, if, yeah. if you were there, I want to go back to South Carolina. I want to be, yeah. go back and be reminded <laughs> of how God right. brought me through. Yep. You know, you've told the stories, yep. but you could say, I want to go back there and yeah. You know, I want even I want to go back to my home, and I and I do think about that. Uh, I've I've wanted a road trip like mm-hmm. where I've been. I had a dream the other day. It's hilarious. His name's James. He was the children's pastor at Susanville Assembly of God when I was the youth pastor there, and now he's the senior pastor. And I had a dream the other night, like vivid dream, like he was trying to get me to come back to be the youth pastor. Oh yeah. And I was like, wait, but I'm like a senior pastor now. Like, <laughs> and I remember like, how much are you going to pay? How is this going to work? Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm used to being the, the guy yeah. now, like, uh-huh. but it's just so funny that I'm laughing those dreams. Like, wait, I'm going to go be the youth pastor again at right. <laughs> Like, am I too old now? Like, yeah. wait, I don't know. <laughs> I hope that was a crazy dream. Yeah. You know, but, but I could do it though. I know I could do it. Yeah. Yeah. You're not too old. <laughs> Never too old. So, but anyway, all, all these places, they had meanings to, to him, probably. And it, I think it was all about, it wasn't like, I want to go back there and I want to go to my favorite Buffalo Wild Wings in South mm-hmm. Carolina. You know, I don't think it was that kind of, I think it yeah. was like, I want to go back and see those Meaning. people, the place where God dealt with me, yep. you know, and, and maybe something to say. Verse 5, the company of the prophets of, at Jericho went up to Elisha and asked him. So everywhere he goes, these guys are still harassing him, basically. Do you know that the Lord is going to take your master from you today? Yes, I, I can just hear him. Yes, I know. <laughs> he, he replied, but do not speak of it. It's the same response that he had um, uh, before. And this, this Jericho is, if you remember back in Kings, this Jericho is the place of a curse, that had been cursed and said, do not uh, rebuild the city or whatever. Well, the city had been rebuilt, so you'd be like, well, why would God have a school of prophets in a, in a town that he said, don't rebuild this town? And I, I think it's, it's, probably a, um, it's probably an example of God's mercy. You know, maybe uh, a city is cursed, if you would, by... Uh, satanic activity and all kinds of things that have been there. But God's like, you know, I'm still not going to completely stay away from that city. I'm going back there. Well, I mean, he wanted to save, uh, well, I'm trying to, Sodom and Gomorrah. 
Right. He wanted yep. to save them. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave them every chance. You know, he could have said right up front, man, this, there are so many wicked people <laughs> that this place is not yep. worth even one yep. to get saved. At. But that's not what he said. He kept giving chance after chance. And so I think individually and for churches and for cities, I think we have to realize that God's mercy, we can't just give up and throw up our hands and say, well, this town is just, this town's just cursed. Mm-hmm. This town's just never going to, this church is just never going to grow. It's just never going to do anything for the kingdom. And I, I think we have to remember that God can take the most evil place and turn that around and make it, make yeah. it something good by his grace and mercy. So uh, verse 6, Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, the Lord has sent me to the Jordan. And he replied, just same word, as surely as the Lord lives and as you live, I will not leave you. So the two of them walked on. I think this, you know, the, the persistence, the persistent spirit of Elisha is what a pastor would love to have from, yeah. from followers. <laughs> not, yep. not in arrogance. Right. Not like you should worship me, follow me no matter what, but... He had seen Elisha do, not Elisha, but God through Elijah. He had seen him do amazing things, and God mm-hmm. work in his life. It's like, I want to, man, I want to be close to that. You know, I want, you know, I've had, and and you know, because we've done it since you've been here, but I've had uh, missionaries come to my house. I've had evangelists come to my house, and it's not because, uh, you know, they don't come here like, I sure hope we can go to Rick Maynard's house mm-hmm. because anyone in this church has that opportunity. They came by invitation. Yep. Everyone in this church has an opportunity to say, hey, pastor, I would love to have who, whoever, the missionary, the evangelist, whatever. I'd love to have them over to my house. You know, uh, you could, somebody could do that with the uh, wrestling federation. Mm-hmm. You know, now you better, yep. you better uh, <laughs> stock up. Right. But you know, somebody yeah, you say, definitely need a Sam's Club run on that one, yeah, probably. Yeah. But somebody <laughs> could say, Hey, I want to have those guys out for mm-hmm. a big barbecue or, or something. I mean, you know, yep. everyone has that. So I'm not I mean, I am privileged, but I'm privileged because I wanted to be close, you know. Yeah. Um I, I don't I don't necessarily believe in what you call the transference of the anointing. Now that's what happened here. I mean, Elisha yeah. is about to get the anointing in a double portion. I might be ruining the story here, but I think everybody's read it. He's about to get something great from a transference. Well, it may not be that situation with uh, with me hanging close to you or with me uh, being able to have the evangelist in my house, but I love hearing the stories. I, I believe that you can create an environment mm-hmm. of blessing of anointing and and so I want to be close to that. I want to be not because I'm somebody special. They didn't ask if they could come to my house. Anyone in this church could be blessed by that same thing, by that same anointing, by that same closeness yeah. of of people. I've made great friendships uh through that 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 if I see those people someplace, they're not like I think maybe that guy was at one of the churches we went to at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but, 
you know, I've, yeah. I've developed a relationship with, with those people. And so, um, it's just that I will not leave you. And, and I, I would like to say that to you, Yeah. you know, I want to say, Hey, <laughs> I'm here and, and I am, mm-hmm. you know, unless God speaks to me about whatever being involved in, I, I can't even imagine it. Let me right. just put it that way. <laughs> it would, I said, if, if God wants me to leave, he'd have to write it on the wall, you know, hit me upside the head, give me a vision, speak in an audible voice. I mean, because I, I want to say that I'm here for, mm-hmm. for life now, God. And I don't mean that, you know, I don't mean that as a slam to anyone who has ever left the church. I really right. don't. Yeah. I'm not being, I'm not being critical of that. I'm not, I'm not passing judgment yes. on that. I am truly thankful that God has allowed me to stay through some things and, and be a part of this church for uh, my lifetime. Mm-hmm. It's not about, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I don't have ownership here. I don't feel any kind of ownership. I don't feel like, uh, you know, wow, we better listen. You know, we don't want to make Rick upset because mm-hmm. I don't feel that at all. Yeah. I just want to be the lifelong guy, you know, and, and not for your praise or somebody else's praise. Oh man, that Rick Mayer, he really, I want the Lord to, to say, well done. I want him to say, you did what I asked you to do, mm-hmm. you know, through your lifetime. And so, uh, you know, I don't know. I I don't know that I'm. I don't mean to say I'm an I'm an a Elisha. You know, I'm that faithful servant that's going to follow through. But I just I I wrote down and I've done this before. But Brother Reed, Brother Smith, Brother Henson, Brother Perkins, Brother Graham, and now uh, <laughs> Pastor Jeremiah Johnson yep. have been my pastors at this church. Uh, many pastors before those, but those yep. are the ones in my lifetime and probably a couple of others that I wouldn't remember because from when I was younger than Brother mm-hmm. Reed, uh, Brother Kelly maybe, I don't know those guys. But but I'm just <laughs> saying through through all of that, I I hope that I don't ever have to speak the words, this is the church I used to go to. Yeah. I just, and again, not... Yeah, if you're listening, <laughs> I'm not being judgmental or critical, or or that I, it makes me better. I'm talking about that's a personal thing for me. That I just hope that that's not something that, um, that I ever have to speak those words. Some I, I wrote down eight words. I hope I never speak. That's the church I used to go to. Yeah. Shout out to Greg Walden listening to us live, uh, and that we're on a good topic right now. I've talked so much about. Uh, Greg Walden, he's the most faith, faithful friend I've ever had mm-hmm. since I've met him. Like faithful, and there's just it's a beautiful. That's an exceptional quality. Talking right. about last night, talking about Daniel, exceptional qualities. That that is an exceptional quality right. that we're seeing exhibited here through Elisha. That commitment. Because if I'm you know pulling the curtain back, uh, to be honest, I've had a lot of people say, "This is my church. Mm-hmm. You're my pastor." Right, and. Right, you know, three months later, mm-hmm. four months later, and you're like, "Wait, I, wait, I'm confused here. Yeah. I, I thought you said, mm-hmm. you know." So be careful. Be careful what you in life in general, not just to a pastor, but you know, the Bible says, "Let your yes be yes, and mm-hmm. your no be no." And 
Uh, if you're going to commit to something, commit to that. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I have to be careful uh, talking as a senior pastor, you know, to say, you know, we've talked about this issue before where I could say, well, I want to be at Grace Point forever, you know, right. and I got to be careful with those words because, you know, it could be, what if six months from now, I'm like, well, I, I decided I'm going to go mm-hmm. work for the national. I decided I'm going to go pastor another church and that'd leave people confused. Just like right. I'm saying, I'm confused about people who say, yeah, you're my pastor. Is like, well, wait a second. You committed to right. say you were here like forever. So right, right. Well, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm the same way. I I say I want to be here for life, but we know that God calls yeah. us, and God could call you somewhere else. I don't, I don't think anything about that because I think it, you know, there's always a qualification uh, to say for you to say, I, I want to be here forever. I want to retire here. I want to die here. I want to, you know, whatever. You can say those things, but we know, because I know you, you're saying, unless God calls me somewhere yeah. else. My, In other words, my plan is yes. for this to happen. But we know, because I know you, you're not saying that's an absolute. You're saying, unless God calls me. And and a lot of times God's, God spoke that way in the Bible. People say, well, God said such and so, and then he didn't do it. But he said, if people will do this, then this will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it's like prayer. You know, you continue to pray because sometimes I don't know what, well, many times I don't know what God's perfect will is. So all I can do is pray for what I want, yep. what I think. And it's the same, same thing when we make those statements. This is what I want to do. This is a commitment I want to make. but. Yep. God has a different plan sometimes. So get your, get your sugar stick out and munch on that for the day. Yeah. Are you an Elisha? Yeah. There you are. Did you like that last night? The I sugar did. stick? I did. I'd never you got to eat one of those someday. I've never heard that. I've yeah. never heard that. <laughs> I'd probably like that. It's probably got way too many carbs. In it, though. I don't know how that works, but okay. Verse seven, 50 men of the company of the prophets went out and stood at a distance facing the place where Elijah and Elisha had stopped at the Jordan. Uh, they were they were there for a show, you know. They want to see. They've heard what's going to happen. They don't know exactly. I, I I mean, I'll guarantee if if uh, God spoke and said, Pastor Jeremiah Johnson, three days from now is going to be taken. He'll be on the parking lot of Grace Point Assembly of God. He's going to be taken in a whirlwind. Man, I'm showing up. <laughs> you know, I want I want to see yeah. that. And so uh, these prophets, I don't know how many. There are some places say a company of the prophets is another phrase for a hundred prophets. Uh, I don't know that exactly, but um, but anyway, they just they were there for the show basically. Elijah, verse eight, took his cloak, rolled it up, and struck the water with it. The water divided to the right and to the left, and the two of them crossed over on dry ground. Uh, this is just like the the Red Sea experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily the cloak, but the water dividing. It's like, man, I, you know, whether I got to see Elijah taken up to heaven or not, starting out with a pretty good miracle here. To, and and there's a there's a thinking with this that that Elijah was so close that that God had chosen him because we say, well, where did it say that God told him? Uh, roll up your coat and strike the water. Well, it, we don't have record that that's what he told him to do. 
But there's a, an idea there that Elijah as the prophet was so close to God, and I know this, this gets a little weird, but that whatever Elijah did, God would just come into agreement with that. Now, that's, I know that sounds like, oh, well, now that's heresy. Mm-hmm. You know, that God's going to do what Elijah said to do. <laughs> but what if, if God didn't really speak that, what if he would have uh, took off his shoe and thrown it in the water? You know, would he have just lost his shoe because he didn't do what God, you know, I think, God is, I hate to say responsive to us, but sometimes I think God says, okay, if, if I'm praying about a job mm-hmm. and I really want, I really want God's will, okay, I, wanna, I want the job that God wants me to have, and God knows that, but for whatever reason, I just, I'm just not hearing him my fault, whatever, and so I take this other job. Now, am I going to be punished the rest of my life because I missed the other job? I don't think so. Yeah. I think God can say, I know your heart, and yes, I had this other thing in mind, but I'm going to bless you where you go. Yeah. And I I don't mean to say, and I know people would probably argue this, we, we probably get all kinds of phone calls, but I think there's times when God says, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> you know, yeah. God, what, what color socks would you like me to wear today? Don't you think God would be like, I don't care. You know, you choose what color socks to mm. wear today. <laughs> I think there's times where God would say, you know what, if you want to move someplace, if you want to... Um, uh, you know, take this job. If you want to, in my case, if you want to buy this house, you know, I have given you, yeah, you talking about last night, qualities and, and think God has given me by experience, yep. and skills, by his, wisdom, understanding. He's given me those things. So don't you think he would say, you know what? I'm not going to punish you if you blatantly knew that you weren't supposed to buy this house and you bought it anyway, yeah, you're probably going to suffer some consequences. But for me to buy a house, I think God would say, Rick, I know your heart, and I know uh, your skills, and I've given you wisdom and all those things. I'm not going to punish you because you bought the wrong house when you were truly seeking me and seeking my will so, you know, those are harsh words to say God stands up there and says, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. But, but I think you understand what I'm saying. I think God can bless us regardless of, of where we go and what we do. So this striking the, the river with a rolled-up cloak or whatever the case may be, I, I think God would have said, if, maybe if uh, Elijah had said, Oh, Lord God, what would you have me do at the river? And God said, whatever you want to, I'm going to part the water. Throw your coat, throw your sandal in the water, uh, throw your staff in the water, uh, raise your staff over the water. I don't know that God is that particular about the action taken as long as the result is, is achieved here. So, so anyway, they, and they passed over on completely dry ground when they went through just like they did in the Red Sea. So... So we better wrap, wrap it up there today. There you go. Second Kings 
We're in the Elijah, Elijah, Elisha story. So glad to have you guys back. I encourage you also, we have those episodes released of the missionary stories, real life stories with missionaries. I hope that you're checking those out. You're listening to those, that you are sharing those. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. We'll talk to you next time.